You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I run him back six things like <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a beautiful Monday morning, and we are live and local. Glad you have decided to make us a part of your morning routine. Remember that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. We got a great show lined up for you. We have the good, the bad, the ugly. We want to talk about players of the game, key moments in the game, uh, and uh, any other outliers you would like to um, to, to cover. Uh, the phone lines are open 205-342-9904-205-342-9904. The Taco Casa Hotline open for business taco casa quality taste value under the biggest cactus in town doing it the right way every day uh since the 70s 40 plus years of being there and doing what's supposed to be done and they want to wish you a very merry christmas and a happy new year that's taco casa visit them for lunch and or dinner uh drive through Dine in and carry out Taco Casa, tacocasa.com. Well, like I said, we got a great show lined up for you. So those phone lines are open. Of course, if you're looking, listening and tuning in, uh, viewing from Facebook Live, then you can also give us your comments there and we'll work those in to the program. I uh, want to thank all of those who uh, faithfully tune in on Facebook Live on Friday, had some technical difficulties on uh, Friday from the on-air show, but we are back and we want you involved as well. Let's break down this LSU game. Uh, Like I said, a lot of good, a lot of good, a lot of good, Uh, some bad, uh, but not necessarily on Alabama's part. And was there any ugly? There was one moment that I thought was ugly that ended up not being as ugly as I thought once it was explained what happened. But it brought up another question of how ugly can social media be if we're not careful. I uh, saw a lot of quotes and comments about the no replay. Uh, social media was added. Now, I will never take up for the SEC officials. <laughs> uh, well, I shouldn't say never. I will not take up for the SEC officials on a consistent basis, uh, but did that one play uh, on Alabama show you the the dangers, the perils, whatever you want to call it, of social media? So that part of the conversation uh, can be had this morning as well. Uh, Nick Saban traveled down with the team to Baton Rouge, and uh, it was good to see Coach back on the sideline uh, after – uh, a brief hiatus on the previous Saturday, but also missing, you know, numerous coaches, uh, three on defense, one on offense from Saturday's game. Did the replacements make a difference? Did Stoops and Strong make a difference? Uh, or was Golding showing his uh, his ability to coach with or without those guys? So love to get your thoughts. Uh, was 17 points too many? Was 55 points enough? Uh, 
should we have, could we have had more and should we have shut the LSU Tigers down? Oh yeah. And we also have Arkansas this week. Kind of a seems like a dud to talk about, but we'll talk about that as well. Probably won't get much of that conversation going today. Let's go ahead. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great today, Martin. Happy to be here and start off a new week. Yeah, absolutely. Great week. Uh, Alabama coming off of the single biggest spanking I know in our lifetime, almost 100 years since Alabama did what they did to LSU and they did it in the first half. Was that as good an offensive performance as you've ever seen uh, in the first half as complete you may have seen more points, but as complete uh, a dominance in every aspect on offense if you've ever seen. Absolutely. They opened up the game with, what, one, two, three, four, five touchdowns in a row? Five touchdowns on five drives, I believe. Uh, yeah. so, so, I mean, you can't ask for better execution coming out on the road in a game that you really want to make a statement. Five offensive touchdowns in five possessions is a, a pretty bold statement, pretty big statement. Yeah, six Six out of seven drives uh, ended in touchdowns, uh, one field goal. It was good to see that field goal. You, you're almost kind of happy uh, we didn't score with the way we were scoring, Joe, uh, because it had been a while since we had to see our field goal kicker uh, kick a field goal, um, Will Reichert. Uh, but when you add Will Reichert into the mix and, and the fact that he was perfect in field goal on, on a field goal attempt. We scored on all seven drives, six touchdowns. And and this stat line is the most amazing thing I think I've ever heard. I, I mean, if someone has heard something more amazing, when you talk about complete offenses, I'm not saying somebody hadn't had more yards. I'm not saying someone hasn't had, you know, ha, ha, haven't had, you know, more um, uh, points, et cetera. But we had a 300-yard quarterback, 200-yard receiver, a 100-yard um, uh, wide receiver, I mean, a rusher. And didn't they all three have three touchdowns? I mean, didn't both of them have three touchdowns? Or all three of them would have had three touchdowns, I guess, right? Uh, yes, so. Najee had three, Joan, Matt Mack had four, and Devontae had three. Yeah, so, it, I mean – have have you ever seen and then and then you go, but then the tight end had four catches for sixty eight yards. I mean, it was as it was as dominant and complete a performance I think as I've ever seen uh, in a football game. So uh, we'll we'll break that down and, and and talk about that a little bit more from the defensive side of the ball. A lot of good things. Um, uh, I know that you you may be sitting out there going, yeah, but we look bad. And, and, and my son gets so mad at me because uh, I just I, I just get so upset, uh, Joe, on the first drive, and I go ahead and get it over with uh, <laughs> because it's like, come on. But let me tell you, let me, let, me, let me explain what's happening to Alabama. And we have to figure this out before we get to Florida – uh, in the, the college football playoffs. We have got to figure this out because where we've been able to bend but don't break on those early drives against Kentucky and the likes of Kentucky and uh, LSU and, and, and some of these teams, we may not be able to bend but not break when it comes to better competition. But what's happening is the teams are doing a great job scripting their plays based on uh, which team you play and how an offensive coordinator does it, Joe, some script the first 15 plays, some script the first 25 plays uh, and, and some script somewhere in between, but most of them have at least 15 plays, what they call scripted plays. And the whole purpose of that is to try to get a feel for the rest of the game and to see how you're going to line up to certain formations, how you're going to react to certain plays so that they can build the rest of their game plan. Well, right now, drive number one teams seem to be doing a better job of scripting 
uh, offensive plays against us than we do preparing for what they're going to script. Would you agree with that? Because that's it's it's the first one or two drives of the last couple of games that our defense has seemed to to struggle. But when you look at post this third fourth drive on. There's been virtually no success in the last three or four games. Yeah, certainly. And yeah, what I find funny is while that first drive or second drive is going on, you monitor your social medias and it's, all oh, fire Pete Golding. It's going to be a long day. Alabama defense is no good. And then after, you know, like you said, the second or so third drive, once they start settling in, uh, that everything gets under control. Yeah, let me, let me give you what I say. I said they're killing us. And see me and my son go, Dad, they haven't scored yet. I said, I know, but they're killing us like that. <laughs> and I, of course, I don't put anything out on social media at that point because I understand it's just frustrating. And, it, and, it, and it's because of Alabama standard. It's not because we're necessarily playing bad. Uh, and, I, you know, uh, I heard someone ask a question uh, regarding the Auburn Tigers. Uh, about should you have expectations or should you accept? You know what I mean? Like, should you accept that that's the way it is or should you continue to express those those expectations? And I'm going to say continue to express those expectations, but keep them in check uh, and understand what's happening. Uh, I, I'm, I probably do that every game. The first drive, I'm like nuts. And then the rest of the game, I'm fine. Uh, Pete Golding and staff did a, a good job. Uh, was it uh, Stoops and Strong that helped, or was it just the fact that after we got through the scripted plays, they settled down? Uh, the phone lines are open. We have Pat and Robert on the line. Uh, we'll get back to them in just a moment when we come back from break. So, guys, stay tuned. Remember, remember we're taking good, bad, and ugly. We're talking about key moments of the game. I mean, what about that fourth down? Did did the, the the guy that we talked a lot about in the summer and in, in fall camp is he finally figuring out the college game? Uh, is Will Anderson becoming uh, the man? Has Christian Harris distinguished himself as the better of the two middle linebackers? Is 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 he playing with more instincts than than? Uh, Dylan Moses is Dylan Moses just kind of uh, being a, a, a good leader out there on the field, but not making a lot of plays. What's going on with that? All of that is up for discussion, and we're discussing it right here on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9. Remember, as we go to break here, remember to support the great folks over at Alabama One, Alabama One Wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This time of the year can be difficult for so many. And, uh, and, and so many can get themselves into trouble. But if you're looking to make the right choice, the right decision when it comes to uh, a mortgage or to a refi or to uh, a, a personal loan, Alabama One will sit down with you, talk with you, and make sure uh, that they help you get in the best financial situation. That's Alabama One, AlabamaOne.org is where you can find them. Remember, Alabama One, one together. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, traffic pretty quiet as we kick off our Monday morning. Please drive carefully. And, of course, if you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. The holiday sales event is in full swing now at Townsend Nissan. Rebates, extra incentives, and, of course, top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Breezy and colder today with a good supply of sunshine, the high 52. For tonight, we go below freezing, clear with the low at 30. Then for tomorrow and Wednesday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow 56, Wednesday's high at 62. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and every Everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. 
Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back jingle to the Martin It is Christmas time and the Christmas season. And on behalf of the Martin Houston Show, I want to remind you exactly what the Christmas season means to me. It is a celebration of the birth of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I want to remind you uh, that love prompted God to give and motivated Jesus to give. So why don't you follow that example and give throughout this Christmas season? Let love motivate you to give to others of your time, your talent, and your resources. Chuck Hunt saying Devontae Smith, Christian Harris, and Dylan Moses showed out in their home state of Louisiana. I would add uh, Chris, Chris Allen to that. Uh, Curtis Moore saying that as well. Uh, definitely a big-time game for uh, those guys. But an interesting conversation I want to get to uh, eventually this morning is Devontae Smith. Is the Heisman for the best player or the best player in the quarterback position? Uh, has Devontae Smith clearly set himself apart uh, in the discussion of being the best receiver to play at the capstone? You know, when, when he broke the SEC record, I, I caught myself even saying, well, is it because he came back for a fourth year? Maybe. Maybe not, uh, but he's one touchdown from tying the single season record for uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. He had, he's sitting at 15 and probably could have tied that record and exceeded that record on Saturday night uh, if he had been needed. But more importantly than that is – the fact that the game plan last Saturday, according to Coach O, was to <laughs> was to double team him all night, and he only had 230 yards. So, is the Heisman a joke if he's not in it? In uh, well, <laughs> typically New York, but if he's not a part of the the finalists, I think he's probably going to be number four. Uh, which may hurt Mike Jones in winning the award. Let's get to Pat. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Martin, isn't LSU supposed to have the number one cornerback in the nation? They do. But, but, I mean, I mean, on, on paper. I, I, no. Remember, remember no. when you was playing in 1992? Oh, hmm. They were supposed to have – the fastest defensive team in the country on paper. Well, uh, hey. I'm, talk- I'm talking about uh, Miami. Yeah, <laughs> on paper. and they did. They did have the fastest. <laughs> they were they were fast. I, I'm not gonna. Hey, listen, Pat. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna downgrade uh, Stingley. I'm gonna upgrade Devontae Smith. That's what Stingley I'm talking is about. One Martin. of the best DBs in the country. That's what was, I'm talking about. If he was draft eligible uh, and healthy, um, he would probably be one of the first DBs off the board. So uh, I'm going to say that it wasn't that he wasn't good. It, I'm just saying that's how good uh, Devontae Smith is. And, and 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 let me get and and I I will say a lot of times the TVs uh, the, the national date they don't always do a good job of showing stuff, but when they showed you the route design. When you hear people say route trees and, and, and things like that, what uh, Brad and Gary did with showing how our switch routes and our mesh routes and all of those things that were getting Devontae open, that is Sark. Sark and, 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 and uh, Wiggins and, and this team, they're, they're designing routes that if you're not really, really good, we're going to get guys wide open consistently. Um, one quick thing, Pat, you know the touchdown that Devontae ran that uh, were, uh, I think it was his second one where um, 
where what's his name lost it. Uh, oh yeah, it was a thing that, to beat. That actually was that actually was a pick. If you go back and look at the play, that was actually looked like it was more of a pick route to get Mechie open, who was open as well. Uh, because when you watch the route, when they switch over, watch Devontae yeah. almost put his shoulder in the DB that was covering Mechie. But he was so wide open that Mac chose him instead of Mechie. But I think he was running actually running the pick route. What else you got, man? Oh, yeah. But, uh, hey, I'm, uh, but the, hey, the last time that an Alabama running back ran for 200 yards and a half uh, against LSU, Hey, uh, he he went in because of a uh, uh, an injury, and mm-hmm. hey, he he never came back off the field. If you remember when Sean Alexander ran two hundred plus yards in the second half. Yep, had two hundred ninety seven yards. And the reason I was bringing that up though was because of the fact that hey, we also got a wide receiver uh, sitting on the bench hurt. <laughs> oh, come on now, Martin. Isn't that unbelievable? Hey, and an embarrassment of riches, what do you think? Well, I mean, to me, that's what makes Devontae Smith special. That That's why um, I'm saying this guy is, you know, he played as the backup to most of us <laughs> uh, when we when we say, uh, he was the third or fourth wide receiver, you know. Yeah. The other end, uh, you know, Coach Bryant was the other end. But but here's know, the thing, back Pat. In the day. He's better <laughs> yeah. as the number one receiver. He, he has almost 800 yards, just under 800 yards, uh, if I'm not mistaken, since Waddle went out. No, yeah. It's, I he mean, hey, phenomenal, phenomenal. You can't say enough good things about Smitty. Yeah. And, uh, all right. Hey, look, hey, I'm not going to go into good, bad, and ugly. The only thing I, uh, they, was SEC because I disagree. That ball would have been dead. Oh, that, and I, I don't know yet the ruling about that. When he dropped that ball at the goal line, and there's so many. That's not the first time I've seen it. I've seen, if I've seen it one time, I've seen it fifty. And oh, but the fact that that guy went over and picked it up, yeah, that's true. However, there's a time limit too on how long the darn balls did. It sat there on the ground for a long, long, long time. It, but it's not dead till it's dead. It's not dead till it's dead, and oh. Were there, were there not any whistles blown or anything? I um, don't know. Nobody, don't know. And there was I mean, nothing ever reviewed on it. I, don't, I mean, the, the guy, it wasn't, I don't think it was that long in between. It looked like he ran over and saw it laying there. I, I didn't, I, I never watched the whole play, Pat. But to me, you know, you, it used to be a rule where you, you couldn't fumble the ball forward. If you fumbled the ball forward, then you were the one that used to that had to recover it, and undoubtedly yeah. that rule changed, and you know, and that yeah. allowed him uh, to recover. You you used yeah. to not be able to fumble the ball forward for like a first down or into the end zone for a touchdown because think I, I I've never understood now if that's the rule. Why would you ever get stopped on a fourth down? Yeah, if it's fourth and one and they stop you, just fumble the ball forward and then you may get a chance to recover it. Right. Right? I got you, got you, got you. All right, hey, Martin, uh, hey, y'all have a blessed day, and uh, hey, we'll talk later in the week. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, Pat. All right, let's go to Robert. Robert from Mobile, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, man. Um, I was a little bit worried about that about a key injury we're going to suffer in that game against uh, LSU. I mean, that, was, that had me really worried. I wouldn't talk about that? Andrew Najee. I, I knew he. I knew Najee'd be okay. I'm talking about the uh, Eli Gold and all the touchdowns he had to keep shouting during the game. <laughs> I was worried he was going to get forced or something. You know, he called touchdown Alabama. He left that touchdown pretty wild after the about the fifth touchdown in the first half. Said, uh-huh. Is Eli going to make it? That's a lot of touchdowns he got to call. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was fun um, to watch. Uh, absolutely. And of course, Ojo, of course, Coach O, 
talk to mouth and the two key butt whooping. You know, this is just the first one. He, this is the proof that, okay, man, you don't own us. You don't own Nick Saban. The second one next year, it's his claim was, Brian Denny was his house from now on. So now we got to beat you like that again next year, Kojo, to prove to you that Brian Denny's not your house anymore. So you got another one coming, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard that uh, it was several people talking about one of his statements was it's a new day uh, uh, in the in the West. And someone said, well, I guess the sun set on that uh, Saturday night. <laughs> so <laughs> that day came to uh, a complete end uh, on, on Saturday night as they got the worst beatdown uh, in, in the history of the Alabama uh, LSU series. Think about we scored as many points in the first half as we had ever scored on LSU in a game. Yeah, that's just – oh, I mean, it, who didn't see this coming? We all saw this coming. It's just – we had to do this to them. The other question was 17 too many. For my thirst for revenge that night, yeah, it was too many points. <laughs> and for yeah, was 55 that, too little, for my thirst for revenge, yeah, 55 wasn't enough. <laughs> I, was, I wanted more revenge than that. But good court Saban still being the class act that he is. <laughs> He's not gonna play. he does he doesn't uh, roll that way. Uh you know what I'm yeah. saying, talking about Devontae Smith and his records is they like I keep saying before, if all the guy was known for at Tuscaloosa was second and twenty six, that would be a great legacy. But he's he, he has gone so far, Mar Martin, to where second and twenty six is starting to fade away because right. of what we're seeing now. That's how much I mean. You realize how great you got to be for something that great to start to start being the the lesser thing that you're accomplishing in Tuscaloosa. That's just yeah. speaks volumes for the guy. Yeah, uh, Robert. If if Alabama goes on to win a national title, that will be like one of his accolades. But it may not, as you said, be the top one. It's it's just like this guy. He has, if Alabama wins out, he has four more games to to break the single-season record. Uh, he is extending his SEC record every week. Um, he is, <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, every week there, there are accolades that you like, okay, what else can we say about this guy? In two games against LSU, he has 15 catches, 444 yards, okay, and five touchdowns. And you may be like, well, LSU's not good. Well, he had 200-plus last year on the national championship version of LSU. So, right. so it's not just because LSU is down. This guy is just – I mean, he he's tough. That lick he took over the middle, he finishes every but run. He runs every route. He has the best hands I've seen on any receiver in Alabama history. And he just is big game. I mean, he's just a big game player. Anytime you need him, he is there. Uh, absolutely. And like I said, the, the regards of the hits, I, the, when he showed his highlights, I'm looking at all the times he's hit the ground hard uh, from selling himself out for a ball. Yes. You know, because uh, – Things that an ordinary human wouldn't get up from. He's almost approaching superhuman level now. I'm I my last catch and against uh, LSU. Oh my god! I'm wondering, wondering. Somebody need to go get a DNA test or stuff. I'm not sure. I'm looking at a human being right now. <laughs> That's how much of his level he's gone up. I mean, you know, Mark, I'm wondering who I'm more impressed with this year. Uh, Devontae, Najee, uh, of course, who's in total beast mode right now. Mac Jones. Right. Or Will Riker. You you, we always talk about a big three. We have a big four with Will, Will right. Riker. <laughs> I look at his stats. He's got his 69 consecutive uh, kicks he's made. If, if, all, if just, if just, uh, and 59 extra points. We were really, we would have been happy if someone was eight for eight on, uh, consistently extra points a couple of years ago, let alone field right. goals. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, I, I said Saturday, I said, you know what's funny? I said a year ago and for the previous three or four years, I was as nervous about us kicking an extra point more so than I am even us kicking field goals now. I mean, the the the, the anxiety we used to have after a touchdown and an extra point 
is greater than what I have when Will Reichert runs out to kick a field goal. He is perfect on the year. That's why I said, was Saturday the most complete offensive performance that has ever been put together? You had a kicker who was perfect. You had a 300-yard passer. You had a 200-yard receiver and a 100-yard rusher. And all three of the uh, the people with the 300, 200, 100 all had um, three or more touchdowns. I mean, I don't know yeah, how you yeah. get – you say balanced. You just saw what was called balance, and that's why I think this team sets itself apart. And if they go on to win, if the defense continues to perform, this may be his best team ever. But it's also one of the times that he got – this is what I wonder, Robert. Would Alabama look like this every year if decisions were made like this every year? Meaning – two or three of the guys who could come back that don't go in the NFL right. would come back. Yes, would sir. Alabama look like this year in and year out? If they were playing no, no, no. with the same no. level of players, you know, most of the teams that went one, except for the likes of Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama, they all have, you know, fourth-year, fifth-year seniors. Well, that's what we have for the no. first time in a long time. And – um that's what he had when he went undefeated uh, when with Shula's team. He had a lo- bunch of older guys, and that's what it looks like when you have guys that could be playing at the next level playing against uh, college players. And we just have to finish now. It has to finish. Right, right. And, you, and of course, the defense is full of a bunch of true freshmen playing right now, so we should have, could have even better defense last, next year than we do this year. Uh, someone brought up a good question on the uh, internet, you know, one of the few good questions you see on the internet. There's not much good on the internet. Uh, but when they brought up, uh, who would you rather have right uh, now playing quarterback? Would you rather have a uh, Mac Jones, who's playing what he's playing right now, or Tua back, you know, back then, you know, back uh, last year? It's just, oh, is Mac Jones right now better than Tua? Here's the thing. Uh, yes, I don't Mac think. Jo- uh, yes. Oh, let me quit. Let me, let me, let me, let me ask. Yes, for this reason alone. Mac Jones has given us everything Tua could do in the passing round. Maybe, you know, of course, the deep ball isn't as perfect as Tua. But here's the thing that, that separates Mac Jones. As he stays, he's playing the whole season. That's the only difference that's separating the two. And, and that's huge. That's humongous that, well, yeah, I need the guy playing the whole season. So, yeah, well, I would take I, Mac Jones. I would Tua even right. say if, if Tua played the whole season, I would take Mac Jones because uh, we, we haven't been this balanced – in terms of the production running, yeah. uh, from from the running game, I think the running game is better uh, with Mac Jones. Now, I don't think Mac Jones is as talented as Tua, because that's two different questions. No. Is Mac Jones as right. talented as Tua? I would say probably not. Uh, but is Mac Jones perfect for what Sark wants to do and the way he wants to run this uh, this team and and all of the weapons? I would say yes. Um, but, you know, who who knows if Tua was back with uh, a fourth-year uh, Sark, I mean, um, Devontae and whatever, uh, Najee, maybe he anything behind his offensive line if he stayed healthy. But I'm telling you, I would take Mac Jones. Uh, I believe that Mac Jones last year, uh, before we went, before he started doing this, and I still believe in him now, and he's showing what why he came here after seeing – that Jalen had won Offensive Player of the Year and Tua uh, had committed here. Mac Jones decommitted from Kentucky and chose to come play here. And he paid the price. He he showed due diligence. And now he's re- he's been rewarded, but he's also rewarding us Alabama folks. Thanks, Robert. We'll get with you. Uh, right, call buddy. back anytime, man. Okay, man. All right. Hey, uh, stay tuned. Stay with us through the break, Lake Martin John, we'll get you on the other side. The phone lines are open, 205-342-9904. You can get in on the conversation as well. Got some other great conversation we want to get to. A uh, couple comments. Uh, Virgil Williams talking about the TD. Uh, let me, I'll explain why that, even though the whistle blew, why they would have still called that 
a, a recovery, even though the whistle blew, uh, there's an immediate, obvious recovery that follows, um, I think, is why they gave them the touchdown. We'll talk about that as well as anything else you want to bring to the conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Lurling southbound just south of McFarland with some delays. Everything else looks pretty good. If you do see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. The holiday sales event is in full swing now at Townsend Nissan. Rebates, extra incentives, and, of course, top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We're back here Mark show on Tide 100.9. Uh, Joe, let me ask you a question. I know the immediate and obvious recovery is part of the NFL. Is that also a rule in, in the college game? As far as I knew, it was, but yeah, that's I, okay. I, I, I just I, I could be wrong. I, I think it is, and so that's why I was going to uh, address uh, Virgil uh, Williams said. But when we just the LSU touchdown that we were talking about, LSU, when they called the TD, the play was dead. So anything after that should have been nullified. Uh, it should have been reviewed and ruled a touchback. Uh, the play was reviewed actually uh, from everything that's coming out now. They actually reviewed the play. But they saw him immediately recover the uh, the other LSU player recover it, and that that's why they just went on with the play because it was so weird. I saw the official run in like they were going to review it, uh, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, the play was going on when they went back to the field. But they did review it from everything I'm understanding. And because it was an immediate and clear recovery by LSU, that's why. And even though you blow the whistle, the play is dead. But if there is an immediate uh, recovery after that, the play can still be rude to fumble uh, unless there was a not an obvious. So uh, I think that's what happened on that play. And then we had one other question that Robert threw up right at the end. Virgil Williams uh, commenting, I'm not sure Mac isn't as talented. He does everything right. Decision-making is off the chart, hitting his receivers in stride as well as throwing them open at times, extending plays by moving in the pocket and uh, everything right. And when needed, 
he runs. I agree. Uh, let, me, let me say this. I think Mac Jones is playing better than Tua. Um, but talent, to me, talent and performance can be two different things. Would you agree with that, Joe? Yeah, certainly. Like, yeah. So, so, so from a pure talent standpoint, arm strength, uh, how fast he reads, making every single throw, that doesn't mean that Mac can't make every throw, but I think Tua can make them a little bit better. Now, as far as performance and playing, I'm, I mean, Mac Jones is playing as good or better than any quarterback that's played in the Saban era, including uh, A.J. McCarron. So I think we're saying the same thing as far as Virgil and I, but uh, we, we'll get to that. Lake Martin John, thanks for your patience. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing great. Hey, listen, um, yeah, this discussion with uh, Mac and Tua, I'm just grateful both of them were crimson tiders. You know what I mean? Because uh, they're they're two of the best, and uh, I I don't see. I think the situation that they're in will dictate which one is better at that moment. Uh, after uh, Friday's show, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, C.J. Watson and I got into a uh, Facebook discussion about how great Devontae Smith is, and um, comparing him to other receivers and. Gosh, you know, it, and it depends on the situation, but I think Devontae's as good as uh, we've ever had here. I agree with CJ there. Um, I also, he was statistically believed as the best ever. <laughs> yeah, I do. I agree. Um, my question is, do they? the Heisman seems to go with uh, kind of like the NFL draft or the draft goes with the Heisman. I think Devontae should win it, but there's going to be at least one quarterback, maybe like uh, Trevor or whatever. Uh, but do you think there's coming a day when a receiver like Devontae is going to be more valuable than a quarterback in the draft? Um, mm, I guess it's really based on needs and who's who's where. Um, yeah. Say, say for instance. Uh, if Joe Burrows had not gotten hurt, but Cincinnati was really bad this year, um, or, or well, even with Joe being hurt, would would Cincinnati look at uh, a Devontae Smith more highly than they would Trevor Lawrence? Absolutely. So what would happen in that scenario is, say, Cincinnati had the worst record, yeah, and, and the Jets may be in this situation. If the Jets end up with the worst, will the Jets trade their quarterback or will they trade and get more picks to help their quarterback? And then, of course, the quarterback ends up being someone who trades up into that spot. That makes sense. So that's why yeah. the quarterbacks quarterbacks are more of a premium because it's so hard to hit on those guys. When you see those guys coming out like Burroughs and Tua uh, and Murray, then People trade up to get them if they're not already in that slot. So it makes it really hard for anything other than quarterbacks to to get those top spots. Even when there may be a player that's better, the teams that need that can usually leverage being the, the first pick by getting more picks for somebody that needs a quarterback. Yeah, I, I was thinking uh, about this Heisman thing, and it seems to me that over the past few years, uh, 10 or more, um, the quarterbacks have really become the premium, and maybe that's why uh, they're in the Heisman. One other thing uh, before I let you go, I, I saw something, uh, and I've heard rumblings among Alabama fans uh, about, uh, and I saw it on your uh, app uh, store there uh, this morning about should Alabama and Florida play their last games. This is kind of scaring me a little. I know teams are thinking, hey, I could opt out and guarantee myself a playoff spot. Or, um, you know, uh, if I didn't, if I just opted out of this game, we know that we're going to be ranked higher. Or Michigan ops out of the Ohio State game, they could keep Ohio State out of the playoffs. To me, that is something called playing scared. Uh, and and P, uh, fans in the past have asked, well, why? Tua shouldn't have even been on the field. I disagree. You don't play scared. Uh, Devontae Smith, why is he back there returning punts? Uh, we shouldn't have him. We shouldn't risk him. To me, that's playing scared. And when you play scared, uh, bad things happen. That's just my yeah, thought. You never played at your level. Explain that. 
you actually more likely to get hurt playing scared than you are playing, period. Uh, Nick Saban says he doesn't coach scared. He doesn't play scared. And uh, I think the team should play. Now, now could Alabama rest uh, some players? Uh, to me, yes, they could um, rest some players. But there's no doubt playing the game. Resting players uh, because of the craziness of this season would not be out of the question. Playing them, you know, just like you do at the beginning of the season, not having an off week before the championship game kind of adds something to it as well, like Martin Jones. So I would not be surprised if they don't come out and play the first half only or based on how the game goes, of course, or, you know, something like that and then get these other guys some reps. I would not be surprised by that. Uh, the other thing is if you don't play the game, to me, then you if you choose to not play the game outright, you should be punished in the college football playoffs. Yes. To yeah, me, you, you, I, I mean, you, that's a loss. If you if you don't play the game, Joe, is that not a forfeit? It uh, should be. Yes, it is so in that's, high school. that's the thing. Uh, so, all right, thanks, thank Mark John. I have to get the break here, but yeah, that great question, great conversation, and uh, we'll 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 talk about that maybe a little bit more later on in the week because of the Arkansas game, and people are talking about Alabama possibly not playing. Stay tuned, Tom. We'll get you on the other side. You listen to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Lurling southbound just south of McFarland with some delays. Everything else looks pretty good. If you do see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. The holiday sales event is in full swing now at Townsend Nissan. Rebates, extra incentives, and of course, top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. The overall National Weather Service forecast for the winter months in West Alabama calling for warmer temperatures. But for the next couple of nights, temperatures will be in the high 20s. Fire officials are warning residents to make sure that you do not improperly use a space heater. And check on the elderly, cover plants, and make sure your pets are warm. Governor I date and state health order expires next week unless she extends them again. That's exactly what health officials are advising her to do. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama Sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Let's get quickly to Tom. Tom, you're with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Tom, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. You hear me? Go ahead. Yes, sir. Good morning. Um, morning, Martin. Let me ask you this: uh, from your where you're sitting, I think you would have insight into this observation. Uh, we've heard from Coach Saban. Well, the last two or three years, the increased value for the individual. And uh, we got two great examples, I think, on this year's team. Uh, how much money did Najee and uh, Devontae make by coming back? It's yet to be determined, but I would say both of them uh, have raised themselves uh, to Najee was clearly going to be uh, probably a, a – second rounder 
just based on the fact that you only had one running back go last year. I think he will clearly be the first running back off the board, barring something that we don't see. You don't always know how that's going to turn out, whether there's going to be a running back or not in the first round. But I think he is the most valuable running back coming out. Uh, so that's money to him. Also, uh, Devontae Smith has probably put himself clearly in the top 10 uh, at, at this point. Uh, if everything goes and I don't see someone coming off the board before him, uh, but he'll be one, two or three where last year he'd have been fourth at best, maybe fifth or sixth. I agree. I, I think, uh, would, would it be fair to say that, uh, you think it, uh, with the pay scale and everything like it is in the league, uh, it'd be millions for both. It's going to be multiplied millions because, uh, Devontae will get just a signing bonus of being a top 10 pick versus uh, a, a late rounder is is probably five to 10 million. So that's what I was uh, thinking. He, I, he, he I was clearly, and, and then you five. multiply that over his life of his contract. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, I want to throw that out there. I thought about that, uh, how fortunate we were that both of them came back. I think everybody's in agreement with that. And uh, also uh, what it meant monetarily and fitting the scheme of uh, producing value for yourself and uh, what a selling point that will be uh, going forward for the team. Well, I would say that uh, don't forget Leatherwood, too. I think Leatherwood has probably oh, yeah. made yeah. Uh, so, some more money as well. Um we sometimes forget those offensive linemen, but uh, our offensive line is playing as good as any offensive line in the country. So he's going to make some money as well. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Just hey, a couple quick things that we want to get to on tomorrow. We'll have more good, bad, and ugly. Really didn't get into that. We'll talk about the key players of the game. We'll talk with DC, DC Capstone Report. And also, we'll talk a little bit more about Sark and uh, and start making Mac Jones better because Mac Jones makes Sark better. Uh, that's conversation we can have as well. Uh, Coach O's explosion, uh, meltdown, whatever you want to call it. We'll, we'll bring that into the conversation. How good can Will Anderson be? There's so much to talk about coming out of this LSU game that bodes well for the Crimson Tide moving forward. But regardless, Revenge, redemption, whatever. Alabama took care of business on Saturday, 55-17 over the LSU Tigers. Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and company all doing well. And remember, I told you, Jaleel Billingsley is going to become a breakout player and key component. We'll talk about all of that more as we join D.C. on tomorrow. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, when he not your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Roll Tide.